In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success? Who defined it? Who decided that success was the goal instead of fulfillment? What happens if we shake up that definition? What if we make our own definition of success? My name is Tony Grebmeyer, and on this podcast, I'm going to dig deep into the real stories behind success. Join me as I interview other entrepreneurs who've climbed up Success Mountain and have come back down to share their stories so you can succeed. If you're ready to join a community of other entrepreneurs redefining success and finding fulfillment, go to BeFulfilledLife.com and join the community. Now, let's dive into today's show. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. It is the real stories behind success. My name is Tony Grebmeyer, and today's guest is Sebastian Rusk. Sebastian is referred to as a walking billboard and the creator of Buzz with 12 years of experience in marketing and online ad space. Sebastian has a real knack for not only thinking outside the box, but showing there can be some reasonable thinking inside that box. He has a passion for social media, creating buzz for brands, and spreading the word on the power behind the digital space, which has been the driving force to the launch of socialbuzztv.com. Please welcome to the show today's guest, Sebastian Rusk. Tony, it's great to be here. I got a question for you real quick. Uh, what is your definition of success? You know, I'm tossed when you ask me that question because I've been whittling away at this whole build a brand, chase the dream thing for nine years. And I don't believe that I've even scratched the surface for success. However, if we categorize success and say, okay, well, building a brand from nothing is a form of success. I, I think it comes, it, it's rooted in service, Tony. I think whether it's financial success, business success, personal success, it really is rooted in service. It's, it's being able to show up and say, how can I share my gift? How can I contribute my gift? And I didn't have any money to start a company nine years ago, but I had a burning desire to pull myself out of the mud and, and start sharing what I knew most people didn't know. And that was this whole world of social media that's about to come uh, upon us. And this was some, you know, 10 plus years ago. So my definition of success is healthy, happy, great relationships, and, and constantly figuring out how you can live in service. I like it. It's, it's, uh, it's good. It's different. It's not what I, I hear a lot of, um, but it's the thing that I'm probably most connected to, which is service, right? Because if I'm in service, right, that it means that I'm in gratitude because I'm giving. I'm, I'm not necessarily receiving as like this transactional thing that it has to happen. However, when you serve, you do also receive, and it's an amazing gift. So thanks so much for being a guest. Uh, backstory a little bit on you, family, friends, where'd you grow up? So I was born in Peru, Indiana, a small little town about an hour and a half north of Indianapolis, and my family moved to Florida when I was two, a little bit over two. My dad was a disc jockey, took a job for a country music station in Kissimmee, and uh, he went down, I think, a month in advance for the job, and my mom and my sister and I wait for it, drove our Chevy Chevette with me in the front seat and an aluminum car seat and a can of cheese balls, of which I hear they're bringing back. Planters, you better bring them back. <laughs> so uh, I was two years old. I don't know what the hell was going on. This is what they all tell me. I grew up in Kissimmee. Parents got divorced when I was nine. It's quite catastrophic for me, but uh, was able to navigate my way into ending up living with my mom down here in Miami, where she followed my sister to the University of Miami, go Canes. And uh, I finished high school down here by the hair of my chinny chin chin. 
And I knew I wasn't going to college. I said, you know what? I've got a gift and I need to figure it out. But college is in it. College, high school's free and you can't keep me in, in class. You think I'm going to pay for it and go, you got another thing coming. That was terrible advice for myself. Retrospect looking back. Why? Because I struggled a lot. Had I not had the gift to gab and the ability to become an entrepreneur early on, you know, you're really fucked without a, a degree. I mean, it just, if you don't have a skill set, Thankfully, I did, but there were times where I didn't want to sell anymore. I just wanted to go in and exchange time for money, talent, time, et cetera. And those, those opportunities weren't available because I didn't have that piece of paper. But neither here nor there, I uh, got out of high school, got my first job at Celebrity Cruise Lines. I'm in Miami. So, you know, we're running a muck. The rave scene is still underground. So it's still somewhat uh, fun and attractive. And I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm running amok. And I thought, you know, my, all my buddies went to University of South Florida in Tampa. And they called me and said, hey, we're going to USF. And I'm like, I'm going with you. And I followed them over there. And I always said I lived the college life, but I never went to class because I went to all the frat parties and all the football games. I ate in the meal hall with my buddies, you know, meal cards. And I even worked at the credit union on campus at the University of South Florida until they finally fired me for keeping my drawer open. I don't know why there was only $30,000 in cash that wasn't mine in there. <laughs> but that was my little college experience as the, you know, wandering around while all my friends are in school trying to figure out my life. And then I had a buddy call me one night right before Thanksgiving. And he said, hey, I'm in Tampa and um, I'm getting ready to move down to Fort Lauderdale. Um, I've got this artwork business like we used to be part of. We, we'd run around knocking on doors, selling artwork door to door. And he started his own company. And he goes, I got a Utah, Utah, I packed everything up. I go, dude, come, he was in Tampa. I was in Clearwater right across the bridge. So I said, dude, come pick me up. I don't have that much stuff. We literally made room in the back of the U-Haul. Artwork, his stuff, my stuff, the whole mine, and literally hightailed to Fort Lauderdale. Lived in a hotel on Fort Lauderdale Beach for a month and sold artwork all over South Florida and ended up staying down here. Decided the artwork door-to-door business probably isn't scalable and lucrative, so we got picked up by this internet company that was like, hey, listen, we're looking for a sales arm. We sell websites. Went to work for them. The appointment setter at that job um, became baby mama. And um, pretty soon after I'd met her, so she was 17. I was right around uh, almost 20 years old. Completely shit for brains. But um, she said she couldn't get pregnant. I believed her. And um, my daughter just turned 18 two weeks ago. So, oh, man, uh, what, a, what a great... What a great segue just to kind of get the show kicked off to talk a little bit about the entrepreneur at heart at work, right? I, I heard a couple of things pop up really quick. The gift to gab, right? The radio voice, but the face for radio, not TV. Yeah, I get right. all of that, right? I, I relate really, really well. And then getting kind of that whole kind of movement of the woman gets knocked up and you're now off and running. And now, now congratulations soon to have an 18-year-old. That's, that's freaking amazing. Um, Thanks, so dude. Fast forward your life. Um, still kind of in the same area that you kind of landed in when your buddy called you selling art, right? So now, now you transition from doing all that. How do you find your way full-fledged onto the internet doing what you do today? How, how'd you, what's that path look like for the, that person listening right now saying, how do you go from knocking on doors to having a full-time business online and using the web to your advantage? You know, I've got a gift. Early on, that shit just made sense to me. I'm just like, yeah, email, of course. Yeah, you open, you press new message, you got attachments, and this is how we're going to communicate. And I always thought, wow, if we could like somehow like they would have like old school like calculators at the end of every day, they would call it settle up on how many pieces of artwork you sold. And I thought, man, there's got to be like 
an ability to put all these numbers in a computer and they could just spit it out. So I always knew that, that this is where we're at and this is where we're going. And I got a job with a domain registrar early on when the domain game started, when, when, when they broke it all up and deregulated it and it wasn't just network solutions anymore. And I worked for a reseller. So this was like the domain name game, like the aftermarket domain auctions and all this like crazy, my buddy always called it, uh, uh, Damien Zamora always referred to it as tripping over toothpicks to pick up pennies. So I went to work, I worked for a reseller in, in Fort Lauderdale then the actual vendor, the actual registrar came to town. Uh, and these two guys fell in love with me, of course. I mean, who wouldn't? You know, you've got a ready-to-go sales team type deal. And they found out about my daughter being born. And they're like, listen, kid, you're 20 years old. You're in South Florida. You've got a young, like, baby mama. Like, you didn't go to school. You know, come up to the burbs of Chicago. We'll set you up. We'll give you a nice salary plus commission, get an apartment, and we'll get you all set up. So that's exactly what I did. And I thought, wow, this is my ticket out. Number one, my, my, my kid's on the way. Her, her mother thinks I'm nuts because we're having this kid, you know, it's pretty much kids having kids. Uh, but number two, that opportunity opened up, right? 36 grand a year, 2000, 2001, I'm 20 years old, a little bit of stability. So we did that for a year, too cold. Only made about 50 grand and I had to scrape ice. My daughter was born there. And I was just like, listen, I'm 20 years old living in the burbs of Chicago. It's just not my, my jam. So it's three o'clock in the morning one night and we're up with the baby. The baby had a feed or something like that. And I'm watching an infomercial and there's two people on here and they're selling a product called the internet treasure chest. And I thought, wow, the internet treasure chest, putting people in business on the internet. I bet this guy is registering a bunch of domain names. And it's my job at the registrar to go hunt down biz dev deals of people that could buy in bulk. So I hunted this guy, Damian Zamora, down for six months straight. I called him every single day, twice a day, until he finally picked up. And he said, uh, you know, kid, uh, your picture should be under the word persistence in the dictionary. Have you ever thought about moving to California? And are you making the kind of money you, you want to make? And I'm like, hold on, buddy. Just moved to Chicago. Didn't take him up on the offer. Called him six months later. He picked up and he said, you're ready, aren't you? Flew me to, to Southern California, Orange County for the weekend. We spent the weekend, got to know each other. Killed a couple bottles of wine, shared his whole vision and what he wanted to do, took me to play golf, did football on Sunday, and then he said, tomorrow morning, we get started at 6 a.m. <laughs> 6 a.m. He's like, we're in California, baby. Everywhere else, it's 9 a.m. And he wasn't kidding. He said, I want you to go in my sales floor, and I want you to go in there and step on every toe you want to step on and ruffle as many feathers as you want, because I think you're going to be the best sales guy in there. So that's exactly what I did. He, that Monday morning, he dropped me off at 6 a.m., told me he was going to have me sit with a manager to get trained. I said, in all fairness, just have your manager continue with his morning. Give me the script and make this phone ring. Make this phone ring with people from TV. And I did that. I wrote $5,000 in business my first day without any training. Beat all 15 sales reps that week. And he said, hey, things are looking pretty good. You may want to think about going to back to Chicago and making a move. So I ended up staying those three weeks. Uh, flew baby mom out and baby to check out California. Went back. Bought two one-way tickets on... Um, New Year's Eve, uh, uh, 2001, and woke up in Orange County, uh, January 1st, 2002, uh, with our new life in California. Uh, ended up staying in California for 10 years. Things didn't work out with baby mama. She bailed. I stayed with the kid, became an entrepreneur, made a bunch of money, was a complete asshole. 2008 came around. Everything went away. Everything got taken away. I was humbled, and uh, the good Lord taught me a good lesson. I found myself back in Miami with a duffel bag and my daughter in 2008 going, well, I guess this is where chapter two begins. Well, what we're going to do, Sebastian, we're going to take a quick break. Why? Because we're speeding and we're going fast and I want to come back and unpack some things. Sure. Um, a, a couple things that really stand out 
Um, I love your energy. I love the fact that the phone rings and you make a decision of yes or no, like instantaneous. So many people sit for so long and ponder. Next thing you know, scum literally starts, you know, attaching itself to the pool and you're like, crap. So I, I really appreciate the fact that you just tell and you go, you figure out on your way down, you jump out of the plane, you figure out how to open the damn parachute. You don't have to make sure it all works ahead of time. You just jump. I mean, that's at least what I'm hearing. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You're trying to figure it out. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break uh, with Sebastian today. We're talking really about that entrepreneurial spirit, the one about saying yes and figuring it out. Also just being spontaneous too. And knowing that he's got to take care of his baby girl, soon to be 18. So what a great job he's been able to do. And talk about Social Buzz TV when we come back. We're going to be talking about just a creator, just a genius in the works right here. This is Sebastian Rusk. I'm Tony Grubmeyer. We'll be right back on the Be Fulfilled Podcast Show. Are you ready to break the mold? You know, so many people seem stuck in society, but you're not one of them. If you were, you wouldn't be listening to this. But I know for a fact that right here, right now, inside you, there's greatness. And a great way to help bring that out is the 12-week journey to fulfillment. So head over to BeFulfilledJournal.com and use the coupon code PODCAST and you get a special rate on us. It's our way to say thanks for listening. As well, there's access to a private community of entrepreneurs ready to support you and your business. That's BeFulfilledJournal.com. Well, it looks like Tony's back and he changed shoes. Well, new shoes, new segment. Here's Tony. And we are back on the Be Fulfilled podcast show. Sebastian Rusk is today's guest. I got a chance to meet Sebastian from just a mutual friend. Um, Jeff J. Hunter said, hey, connect with this guy. Or he connected with me one way or the other. Uh, I had a chance to be a guest on your show. I loved your energy. Kind of like today's interview. It's just really moving right along. There's not really what I like to say, a bunch of shit to just kick around and talk about. It's you've done it. You've lived it. Now you're sharing your experience for anybody listening to say, wow. He can do it, so can I. So what's the excuse, right? So welcome back, Sebastian. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great, man. It's great to be here, dude. Enjoying the conversation as always. Let's talk about your t-shirt. I got to go there for just a second. Podcasts suck. You know what? My first book is Social Media Sucks, if you don't know what you're doing. And I thought I would keep the sucks theme going because it's such a, you know, my, you know, my very laid back, timid, introverted personality. Um, I need something really laid back as far as a message is concerned. Insert sarcasm here. Um, my over-the-top, in-your-face, unapologetic, listen, fucker, this is the way that it is mentality fits the mold of podcast suck because that's what people read immediately. I don't care if I'm on an airplane or if I'm, I'm doing a speaking gig or whatever the case is. They say, podcasts suck. I like, oh, if you don't have one, you know, I've been thinking about starting one and it really tees up some great opportunities uh, for conversation. I got booked to speak uh, from a, a group of attorneys at the gym uh, the other day, just because I, I wear the shirt to the gym every single day. So I just become my, uh, as my, as my buddy Jay Bear's uh, most recent book, Talk Triggers. This would be my talk trigger because this is what gets people talking about uh, exactly what I do. So it creates a conversation to talk to people about what they want to do regarding launching their podcast and hopefully get them into the podcastlaunchlab.com, where we are a full service uh, start to finish podcast launch solution. We take, your, we take you from idea to, to launch with your first five episodes. So let's talk, um, let's talk about that because I'm always fascinated. Hey, we're on a podcast, so I'm, I'm fascinated by that. But tell me a little bit. Just break it down. Just pull it back. So you, you're thinking somebody's listening right now thinking I want to launch a podcast. So tell me the URL again they go to. 
Yeah, so you go to podcastlaunchlab.com. There's a free course. You get a there's a free ebook. We give I give away the whole farm. Uh, what I found, Tony, is that I can tell you and give you every piece of information and air quotes top secret on what we do here um, at the podcast launch lab to launch a podcast, but it's not a secret. The reality is we've got one thing working against us, all of us, every single one of us, and that's time. So I can tell you how to do it, but you're never gonna do it. But you get a little skin in the game. And you get somebody that can motivate you. I don't know if I'm a, a podcast coach, if you will. Um, but it is. It's like, you know, we got life coaches and we got business coaches. Like, dude, fuck, I'm your podcast coach. I'm here to tell you that if you do this right now and you start your show today, a year from now, you're going to look back and go, I am so glad I made that investment. What opportunities are going to come because you do that? I have absolutely no idea. But close your eyes and what do you see? That's exactly what happens when you don't take any action. So 2016, I've always had a podcast because my dad was in radio for 30 years. And when I built my brand, I simultaneously built my personal brand. And I thought I found this platform called blog talk radio 10 years ago. And I started my podcast. And I'm like, this is great. I got a control and I can have guests call in. And I was able to connect with people that were in my space that I, that, that I followed and looked up to 10 years ago that nobody knew who was. So I started and stopped the show three times. It's a passion project. It's not a moneymaker. Uh, blog talk radio just completely went to crap as a platform. So I started and stopped the show three times in between 2011 and, and 2016. And I restarted the show again. And I got serious about it. And I had a friend say, hey, what, was the big, what was the biggest pivot between the two? Old, not serious, now serious. What did you see in this industry? And you say, hey, I'm going to go do it now. The technology has been around for 16 years and 50% of us consume podcast content. Yeah. That was like, get your ass in gear because you are so far ahead of the curve right now. I mean, you know, Serial put, put um, you know, the, the, the Serial podcast really put podcasting on the map. And then you got guys like Joe Rogan and these other larger celebrities starting to come in uh, who launched one the other day that I really like. Uh, Dr. Phil launched one called uh, Fill You In or something like that. But something catchy, something that goes with this brand. So it let me b believe that, A, I'm going to continue doing these interviews because I connect with dudes like you. I can squeeze my keynotes uh, into, a, into a podcast episode once I get the video replay. There's a, there's a lot of repurposing hacks I could do with that. And somebody challenged me to say, hey, why don't, you, why don't you create a course? And I go, you know, here's the thing about courses, okay? So I create a course and I sell the course and somebody buys the course and then they don't do anything with the course. And for some fucked up reason, I feel bad about it. So I don't like courses. So courses aren't a solution. However, I do believe and a done with you, done for you solution. And we're having a conversation on the street corner. I'll never forget it. And I went right back upstairs to my office and I took out three sheets of paper and I said, let's just map out what we've done since day one of launching a podcast. Pre-production, production, marketing. And I just started writing it. You know how it goes, man. When it starts going, it's going, right? And I'm like, pre-launch, production, marketing. We're going to call this the Podcast Launch Lab. It's going to be a four-week program to help people launch their first four episodes. We're going to do an intro. We're going to do the artwork. We're going to do the whole kit and caboodle for them to launch their show. So what I learned was that we were going to beta test this with 10 shows to make sure I wasn't crazy and that we could actually do this. We launched 10 shows. The 10 shows didn't do anything. Most shows don't get past the sixth episode, statistics would tell us. So um, I've since late 2016 to now, spend most of my time talking people out of a podcast instead of talking people into a podcast. So um, we've got a great solution here. Um, it, it, it's proven because we just launched two shows uh, last month that are still going. One's a YouTube star who's a dating coach. Uh, another one's a software company where one of their sales reps reached out and sold the, 
higher ups on, you know, investing into a podcast and he'll be the one managing it. So I'm learning that working with entrepreneurs, people who already have content that's highly tractionable, like a YouTube star or somebody with a lot of traction on their videos, where we can repurpose. So you got a popular, we got Tony Grebmeyer's YouTube channel. And now we got the Tony Grebmeyer podcast because we're going to rip Tony's most popular episodes off, put intros and outros on them and turn it into podcast episodes. So I don't see this anywhere, Tony. I just don't. I see, I know a few people that can help people launch in a, to, to, to launch a podcast, but no actual solutions here. And when I saw a television show get started on ABC because of a podcast company, Gimlet Media, and then I found out about Gimlet after the show. So I watched the show on ABC about the guy who quits his job and says, we're going to drain our savings account and start a podcast. His wife's like, you're nuts. And I, that's actually, it was a true story. The founders of Gimlet Media actually had that entire story, ended up launching Gimlet Media and becoming a raving success. And Spotify just bought them for $500 million. I love it. I watched uh, one on CBS, uh, God Friended Me. It's about a podcast guy who, who doesn't believe in God atheist and he just goes and shares his life and he's got a real successful podcast. It's just cool. I like the concept behind it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I love being the, the investigative type. So we've got your business, everything going on. What's the name of your podcast? The name of my podcast is uh, the Seb Rush show on social buzz on air. It originally was just social buzz on air. And then I thought, you know what? I really want to kind of brand myself a little bit into it. And it's your show. You can do whatever you want. So, um, and you don't really have any rules when it comes to your podcast. There's just not. No, no <laughs> filter, music, no music. I mean, do you, do you, what's your thought about people playing music? Is there, is royalties needing to be paid? Like, how does that, all that work? I've always never tried it because I've always just made sure I, I stayed PG and never went X rated on anybody. But do you have to? Yeah, you know, what you do is just you hunt down some royalty-free music. You know, you get you some royalty-free music. You don't have to worry about any copyright. But I think that's, there's even more opportunity here, Tony, than just that. Uh, my boy Gary V is a master at this. He'll go out, obviously has a little bit more reach than I do, but he'll reach out and say, I'm looking for up-and-coming artists for background music for my Ask, Ask Gary V show, for my upcoming podcast episode. And, of course, he gets Barrage. But all of us can do that. I bet you all of us could post something on Facebook and say, I'm looking for an up-and-coming artist, hip-hop artist, or whatever type of music that you like, to be able to include. And I'll credit you in my YouTube videos. I'll credit you and plug you on my podcast. And what are they going to do? Their music's not going anywhere anyway because they're new and up-and-coming, right? So that's the world that we're living in here. The whole, um, the way things used to be, I think, are really, that ship has really sailed. We're just doing things in a different way. This is hands down the most fundamental shift in the way we communicate in human history. There has never been a more exciting time to be alive, uh, to be addicted to an, a device that has so much information um, to, to, to give us. And I, I, I firmly, honestly believe from the bottom of my heart that podcasting will replace the radio because not one of us is dying to get in our car and listen to one more radio ad about Don Mealy Chevrolet as the DJ talks over my favorite song. We're just not doing it, you know? Yep. I, I retired out of radio in 2000. Uh, so like your dad, you know, I, radio country music, that was my background. I did that for 20 some odd years. Um, but something that I had taken from radio and I just flipped it into the new show is all of the scripts. So now we've got a lot of transitions. I got bumpers. I got a whole bunch of new stuff that isn't being done on podcast because I love that part of radio, right? So Radio will die one day. Yes. I mean, I listen to satellite radio. That's 99% of the stuff I commute, you know, consume yeah, instead too. of podcast. Right. Me too. Uh, 
So, hey, what I want to do is I want to be able to spotlight some cool things about you that maybe our audience doesn't know. They just don't know about Sebastian. They don't, they don't know. So, what I want to do is I want to invite you to be a guest inside the fulfillment round. And the fulfillment is just a bunch of random ass questions. There's no right or wrongs. I just invite you to have some fun. So, all I need from you is I'm ready. I'm ready. And now it's time for the fulfillment round. No phoning friend, no using the Google machine. No digging into storage for the Encyclopedia Britannicus. And I promise, Tony won't make you cry. And if you don't know the answer, just make it up. The Fulfillment Round brought to you by ShipOffers.com for all your product and fulfillment needs. Now, Tony, you ready to ask some questions? All right, most money you've ever made in a single transaction online? Uh, Would that be a wire? (laughs) Single transaction. I think uh, 10,000. I like it. Uh, Miami, Florida, Cuban food, big yes or no? Absolutely. What's well, a way of, it's a run of passage down here. All right. Uh, you ever been to Cuba? I've not, but it's on my list. My, my sister's going in three months on a cruise and I'm extremely jealous. So I'm, what was I'm the cruise line you first worked with? Celebrity. Are they still around? They are. You think they got a cruise to Cuba yet? Absolutely. All right. What do you like to do when you're not plugged in? What do you like to do for fun when you're not plugged in? I enjoy sunrises, farmers markets, playing golf. Watch, I'm a diehard sports fan. I'll watch. I've just recently gotten into soccer. So, I mean, just anything that I can, that's competitive that I can dig into. I'm a diehard uh, Chicago Cubs fan. So, it's baseball season right now. We all know the uh, one last dance that Dwayne Wade had here for his final year. Our city was just on fire just because of one, one more thing. year. Yeah. One more year. Exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, and then summer, you know, uh, wraps up in August, we get to see our dreadful dolphins humiliate our city and just plan for disaster once again. But we cheer every single week in hopes that, you know, hey, last year we were eight and eight. It wasn't that bad. Hey, you guys have uh, a new quarterback now. He at least came from Arizona. So you got something to look forward to. I know. I'm pretty fired up about that. I am. And that was a late round pick. Not a late round pick, but it wasn't like, you know, early, early round. So, um, yeah. And I've been spending a lot of time in Nashville as of late because I got a new agency client there. Um, we do podcasts, we do buzz videos for local and small size businesses. We're not videographers. We shoot everything with tablets and iPhones, but it's a hack solution where I can show up in Nashville, knock out eight pieces of content, not see the client again for six to eight weeks. And we've got an entire library already scheduled out for their weekly episode to go. So it allows them to get in the game and start telling their story. So I've been hanging out the old honky tonks there in Nashville. I uh, got to see Dirks Bentley uh, in concert there one Friday night. I happened to be in town and he was in town. And uh, so that was a good old time. Nashville's a fun little city. Would you rather hang out with Garth Brooks or George Strait? Garth Brooks. Okay, cool. I know more of his um, one, one of the things I want to know, you, you talk about music. So are you more of a product of the 80s or the product of the 90s? Yeah, I was listening to the 90s uh, satellite radio station today. So, and I would, uh, what came on? Oh, uh, Smashing Pumpkins, 1979. Yeah. That's always a good one. So I just started busting out the air drums. It was, it was great. I wasn't I driving. I, I was parked. We're not going to put an end date on your life because we don't know when that's coming. It's going to be a long time from now. There's a beginning date. And in between, there's a dash. What do you think that dash would read at the end of your life when someone goes to put it on there for you? A tornado of enthusiasm. <laughs> as, as Ryan Dice once referred to me as. <laughs> I Roland, love that. I, Roland that. Frazier told me that I should trademark that and just, I, that's my new name. 
<laughs> I like it. I think I, I get that. I think there's a, there's a lot to be said there and Ryan's a pretty smart guy. So yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. I appreciate you letting us know about Cuban food. I love knowing about the smashing pumpkins and nineties music and what do you like to do for fun? I love the fact that we uh, tiptoed around Nashville and danced a little, but Sebastian, I just got to tell you one thing, man, your enthusiasm, your energy, it's exciting. It's, it's like bottle this shit up and sell it. Right. Yeah. There was Joel. You remember Joel soda? Yeah. Like we need to take yeah. Sebastian and put it in a can. I saw a bottle it. of that the other day and yeah. I was like, stand behind me, Satan. <laughs> yeah. It's so, uh, no, definitely. Thank you so very, very much. And, and the last question that I love to ask from time to time on the show, is there something that I didn't ask you that maybe you thought about wanting to talk on the show about that we didn't get to? Yeah, it's what I was born to do. And that's, that's be on stage um, as an MC and, and host and speaker. Uh, I just got, I just, just wrapped a gig here in Miami, oddly enough. I never do gigs in Miami uh, with Emerge Americas, which is the largest tech conference joining Miami and the Americas together to bridge the gap to really take the startup community here in Miami as a hub and find investors that are looking to come into Miami and team up there. So they're in my office and I'd heard about the conference for quite some time. It's been six years now. And I went and knocked on their door and I said, hi, I just want to introduce myself. And uh, there wasn't an opportunity because they were about three weeks out from the show but they invited me to come as their guest. And um, three weeks later said, hey, an opportunity opened up on the Launchpad stage. And I thought, wow, what a unique name for a stage, the Launchpad stage, because that's the phase I feel like I'm in my life right now. So I said, I would absolutely love to do the gig. And the stage was right in the middle of the Expo Center. So, and it was a series of startup pitches, you know, over the course of two days. So I just got done wrapping that. Uh, Pitbull was the closing keynote as he is every year. He's very active in the tech community as an investor. and. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, my daughter's going to college in August and I, I've really been thinking lately, you know, cause I, for a while I was like, man, what does it take to become an MC full time? Like to do this all the time. Like this is what I was born to do. And it's a long road travel. It was a lot of lessons learned. It was a lot of becoming who I actually have to be in order to fill that role to make sure I maximize my talent, and my gift with that. So um, I'm excited to see what's going to unravel uh, as my daughter goes to college. I've been thinking lately, you know, I couldn't have started doing this before because I wouldn't have been here uh, for my daughter. It doesn't matter if I'm here and I'm doing an interview at 4.30 and she's upstairs taking a nap before she goes to the gym. I mean, I'm, I'm here. I'm physically here every day. And being on the road and not there over the past, especially four years as a teenager, would have definitely done her a disservice. So it's funny how everything's teeing up now. I just turned 40 years old. She's going to college. And I just believe the best days are, are right in front of me. Man, there's a lot of similarities. Uh, between us, but I love the fact that you want to go out and be an MC full time. Where can people find out more about you? My website is sebastianrusk.com. That's S E B A S T I A N Rusk, R U S K dot com. You can also find me on Instagram, uh, all the all the all the Facebooks and the social medias, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, use me as a resource. I'm a, I'm a digital storyteller and strategist, so I help brands come up with what their stories should be told online. And we communicate through podcasts and storytelling. And if you've got an event, we try to tie that in. I think the ideal scenario, Tony, is that I'm, I'm, I'm crisscrossing the globe doing events. And at these events, I'm bird dogging deals to create strategies, launch podcasts, and put together deals with brands that are actually at these events. I mean, that vision is so crystal clear. So stay tuned. I like it. Sebastian Rusk, you can learn more, visit his website, show notes, everything available at TonyGrubmeyer.com. And until next time, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, choose to make today the absolute best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. 
How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? Take the next step now at www.tonygrubmeyer.com. Enter your details to get the first week of the Be Fulfilled Journal for free. It includes access to our private community of thousands of other entrepreneurs. It'll give you more clarity and freedom in your day. And it might just change your life forever. Forever.